0: And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hodnell. This is the Ken Hodnell Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today's April 25th, 115th day of the year. 250 days remain to this year is over with. And on holidays and the national days, National Drug Take-Back Day. National Hug-A-Plumber Day. National Telephone Day. World Malaria Day. Anzac Day. East Meets West Day. Freedom Day in Portugal. International Delegates Day. International Financial Independence Awareness Day. International Noise Awareness Day, Israel Independence Day, License Plates Day, Memorial Day in Israel, National DNA Day, National Hairstylist Appreciation Day, National Liberation Day, National Library Workers Day, National Lingerie Day, And as a side note, they want to do men's sizes in lingerie at uh, Victoria's Secrets. Woke has struck there, too. National mani Petty Day. National Zucchini Zucchi- Bread Day. Parental Alienation Awareness Day. Red Hat Society Day. School Bus Drivers Day. Sinai Liberation Day, the Feast of St. Mark in Italy, World Penguin Day, and Yom HaZmot Day, Israeli Independence Day. All right. You know, I, I try to steer clear of politics in this show, but sometimes it's so blatant it's hard. We just want to vote. And this city wants so much to be in the forefront of wokeness it doesn't know what to do. And some of the items on the ballot make it clear that's the way they want to go. And there's a group that has literally owned this city for a longer than I've been around. When uh, And they're very open about it. When we had crooked roofers an abortion of a roof on his house I went down to the city filed a complaint and asked for the city to freeze their license and I was told they take our inspectors out to lunch every day we're not going to do a thing to harm them and I explained the situation and they said well you have to understand your house doesn't even have a certificate of occupancy I said how did that happen a little bit of research showed that the woman had had this house built Actually, bribed the inspector by sleeping with him. So, this house had no inspections. And I said something about that to the city, and I was told, and they were in all seriousness when they said this people like you have plenty of money. And if you'd open up your wallet and spread some of that money around, you wouldn't be having these problems. I said, Who are people like me? You Jews. Now, this is a city employee saying this to me. You got all this money. And you you just need to spread some of it around and all your problems will go away. In other words, pay bribes. I was, I tried to go to the mayor, who I thought was, if not a friend, at least someone that uh, I respect and he respected me. Won't even return my phone calls. His name is Oscar Leaser. Used car dealer. He ain't got time for me. He's got to take care of his buddies. Well, we'll see how far wokeness gets. The problem is, uh, both parties have learned how to cheat in the elections. Especially in local elections. And, uh, you know, the problem is everybody does everything for a good cause. But usually that good cause is determined by how much it puts in your pocket. Well, in 404 B.C., Admiral Lysander and King Pausanias of Sparta blockade locate Athens and bring the Peloponnesian War to a successful conclusion. 775 AD, the Battle of Bagravod puts an end to the Armenian rebellion against the Abbasid Caliphate. Muslim control over the South Caucasus is solidified and its Islamization begins, while several major Armenian Nakhara families lose power and their remnants flee to the Byzantine Empire. 799, after mistreatment and disfigurement by the citizens of Rome, Pope Leo III flees to the Frankish court of King Charlemagne at uh, Paderborn for protection. 1134, the name Zagreb was mentioned for the first time in the Felician Charter relating to the establishment of the Zagreb bishopric around 1094. 1607, Eighty Years' War, Dutch fleet destroys the anchored Spanish fleet at Gibraltar. 1644, transition from Ming to Qing. The Kongzin Emperor, the last emperor of Ming China, commits suicide during a peasant rebellion led by Li Zicheng. 1707, a coalition of Britain, the Netherlands, and Portugal is defeated by a Franco Spanish army at uh, Almansa in Spain in the War of the Spanish Succession. 1792, highwayman Nicholas J. Pelletier becomes the first person executed by guillotine. 1792, La Marseille, the French National Anthem is composed by Claude Joseph Roget de Lisle. 1829, Charles Fremantle arrives in HMS Challenger off the coast of modern-day Western Australia prior to declaring the Swan River Colony for the British Empire. 1846, Thornton Affair. Open conflict begins between the disputed over the disputed border of Texas, triggering the Mexican-American War. 1849, Governor General of Canada, Lord Elgin, signs a rebellion losses bill, outraging Montreal's English population and triggering the Montreal riots. 1859 British and French uh, engineers break ground for the Suez Canal. 1862 American Civil War. Forces under U.S. Admiral David Farragut demand a surrender to the Confederate city in New Orleans, Louisiana. Eighteen sixty four, in the Battle of Marks Mills, a force of eight thousand Confederate soldiers attacked eighteen hundred Union soldiers and a large number of wagon teamsters, killing or wounded about fifteen hundred of the Union combatants. 1882, French and Vietnamese troops clash in Tonkin when Commandant Henri Vier seized the citadel of Hanoi with a small force of marine infantry. 1898, Spanish American War. Congress declares that a state of war between the U.S. and Spain has existed since April 21st, when an American naval blockade of the Spanish colony of of uh, Cuba begins. 1901, New York becomes the first U.S. state to require automobile license plates. That was another way that the state got money out of the citizens. 1915, World War One, Battle of Gal- Gal- um, Gallipoli begins. Invasion of the Turkish Gallipoli Peninsula by British, French, Indian, Newfoundland, Australian, and New Zealand troops begins with the landing at Anzac Cove and Cape Helles. 1916, Anzac Day is commemorated for the first time on the first anniversary of the landing at Anzac Cove. 1920, at the San Remo Conference, the principal allied powers of World War I adopt a resolution to determine the, the allocation of Class A legal nation mandates for administration by the former Ottoman ruled lands in the Middle East. 1938, Supreme Court delivers its opinion in the early Railroad Company uh, versus Tompkins and overturns a semper, century of federal common law. 1944, United Negro College Fund is incorporated. 1945, World War II, U.S. and Soviet reconnaissance troops meet in Torgau and Strella along the River Elba, cutting the Wehrmacht of Nazi Germany in two. This will later be known as Elba Day. Also on this date in 1945, Liberation Day in Italy, the National Liberation Committee from Northern Italy calls for a general uprising against the German occupation and the Italian Social Republic. Also on this day in 1945, the United Nations Conference on International Organization took place, founding negotiations for the United Nations began in San Francisco. 1945 also saw the last German troops retreat from Finnish soil in Lapland and Ending the Lapland War. Military actions of the Second World War ending. Finland on this date. 1951, Korean War. Assaulting Chinese forces are forced to withdraw after heavy fighting with UN forces. Primarily made up Australian and Canadian troops at the Battle of Kapyong. 1953, Francis Crick and James Watson published Molecular Structure of Nucleic Acids. A structure for the deoxyribose nucleic acid describing the double helix structure of DNA. 1954, the first practical solar cells publicly demonstrated by Bill Telephone Laboratories. 1959, the St. Lawrence Seaway linking the North American Great Lakes and Atlantic Ocean officially opens to shipping on this date. 1960, US Navy uh, submarine S- USS Triton completes the first submerged circumnavigation of the globe. 1961, Robert Noyes has granted a patent for an integrated circuit. 1972, Vietnam War. Nguyen Hu offensive. The Vietnamese 320th Division forces uh, 5,000 South Vietnamese troops to retreat and traps about 2,500 others northwest of Kontum. 1974, Carnation Revolution leftist military coup in Portugal overthrows the authoritarian conservative Estado Novo regime and establishes a democratic government. For a leftist group to establish a democratic government was unheard of. It's still unheard of. 1980, 146 people were killed when Dan Air Flight 1008 crashes near Los Rodeos Airport in the Tenerife, Canary Islands. 1981. More than a hundred workers are exposed to radiation during repairs at the Seruga nuclear power plant in Japan. 1982. Israel completes its withdrawal from the Sinai Peninsula, according to the uh, under the terms of the Camp David Accords. 1983. Cold War. American schoolgirl Samantha Smith is invited to visit the Soviet Union by its leader Andre, uh, Yuri Andropov, after he. Read her letter in which she expressed fears about a nuclear war. 1983, Pioneer 10 travels beyond Pluto's orbit. 1980, Violetta Shimaro takes office as a president. of the first woman to hold that position. 2001, President George W. Bush pledges military support in the event of a Chinese attack on Taiwan. Yeah. He's always up in the front going... You go over there and defend them. I'll be right here supporting you from the back. 2004, the March for Women's Wives begins, brings um, between a half million and 800,000 protesters, mostly pro-choice, to Washington, D.C. to protest the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act of 2003 and other restrictions on abortion. If you want to kill them, don't create them. 2005, the final piece of the obelisk of Axiom is returned to Ethiopia after being stolen by the invading Italian army in 1937. Also on this day in 2005, a seven-car commuter train derails and crashes into an apartment building near Amagazaki Station in Japan, killing 107, including the driver. 2005, Bulgaria and Romania signed the Treaty of Accession 2005 to join the European Union. 2007, Boris Yeltsin's funeral, first to be sanctioned by the Russian Orthodox Church for head of state since the funeral of Emperor Alexander in 1994. 2014, the Flint River crisis uh, begins when officials at Flint, Michigan, switched the city's water supply to the Flint River, leading to lead and bacterial contamination. Somebody got a hefty payoff on that one, don't you know? And in 2015, nearly 9,100 are killed after a massive 7.8 magnitude earthquake strikes Nepal. Well, there have been many, many um, people come out both for and against uh, discussions of UFOs. Right now, our military is admitting that there's something there we don't understand. The uh, November 17th, 1947, the Pentagon called Brigadier General L.C. Craigie to inform him they'll be sending him Tesla's governmental file and the Tesla death beam file for further study. The powers that be at the Pentagon became convinced that the extraterrestrials' code deciphered by Tesla could help them solve some of the mysteries of alien technology and the beamstick they found on the site of a UFO crash near Roswell, which happened in 1947. Um, November 21st, 47, the files were dispatched to Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, where Brigadier General Craigie started a secret operation codenamed Project Nick. Nick, of course, referred to Nikola Tesla. Now, there was a report of him Billy Cox. who reported there may have been another general sent to Roswell following the July 47 crash. And that general was Major General L.C. Craigie. Although he never disclosed what he discovered, according to his personal pilot, he promised uh, President Truman he wouldn't talk about what occurred in Roswell. And the official Truman calendar shows the only times Truman met Craigie was at the presentation of the Collier Trophy to Louis uh, Roderick, Chief of the Flight Research Section at the Cleveland Laboratory of the National Advisory Committee on Aeronautics, December 17, 1947. Craigie was also famous in that he sat on the the, um, JRDB, which was headed up at that time by Dr. Vannevar Bush. Dr. Bush was described in a top-secret Canadian memo as the head of a small group looking into UFOs. And according to the story filed by Cox, the Research and Development Board had also had many other key figures on its board who may have been tied into the original effort to cover up what was known about flying saucers in the late 40s. The, uh, and when Easley, who was provost marshal for the Army Air Force, was in charge of security and cleanup at the Roswell site, his daughter, Nancy Easley Johnson, stated on July first, two 2003, in Larry King show, her father promised not to talk about what happened in Roswell. I was making a promise to President Truman. On his deathbed, he told his two daughters that he had seen creatures at the Roswell crash site week later, Dr. Fermi was called in, January 17, 1948, an Italian scientist who apparently had worked on some projects started either by uh, Gigliomo Marconi and or his associates was flown from Rome to Dayton, Ohio. Now, in June of forty-eight, the military discontinued Project Nick, and that was the end of the Tesla files on German alien UFOs, extraterrestrials, and the death ray. Of course if you believe the government actually closed the research project then you're too naive to pour water out of a boot all they did was change the name project Nick became project lexicon and all the files of Tesla vanished from the face of the earth And then the military instructed Teller von Braun Fermi and uh, Marconi to keep their mouths shut. Now, it's known that Project Nick became Project Lexicon. The military had an interest in deciphering extraterrestrial language and coded messages going between two alien spaceships and The warning the military got from aliens that they've met on two occasions on a military base. Now, it's also said that we signed a treaty with them to allow them to kidnap a certain number of people to see how the race was going. From Nikola Tesla's notes on extraterrestrials and Germans' warnings, the military scientists concluded the extraterrestrials are fighting each other. Some alien species are already here on Earth preparing for major confrontation, and they view the Nazi UFOs as an imminent threat. In 1952, and upon a continuous request and demands of Yugoslav's Tito to release Tesla's papers, the bulk of Tesla's files and some personal effects were released to Savo Kosanovic, colonel from Yugoslavian army met with to take possession of Tesla's papers. And Reluctantly, they supposedly were released to the Yugoslavian colonel. And for years, no scientist or journalist from the West was allowed to see Tesla's papers. Nobody knew what kind of secrets or military weapons blueprints Tesla's papers contained. Everything changed, though, in 1950 when a scientific committee in Belgrade announced that Tesla's papers would be finally displayed in public and the scientific community would gain direct access to his drawings and blueprints of his scientific discoveries and inventions. 1960 Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev Told the Soviet Supreme, uh, the Supreme Soviet, or the Presidium, as it was called, a new and fantastic weapon was in the hatching stage. Now, one group says he was talking about Tesla's inventions. Another group said that Khrushchev was just bluffing as usual. 1953, Sava Kosanovic told a close friend at Tesla on two occasions showed a serious concern about the safety of Earth. And according to Kosanovic, Tesla told him the world's no longer a safe place. and He's working on a weapon system to counterattack by any alien hostile invasion of Earth. Then in 1954 or 5, Kosanovic told friends that German UFOs are now a major threat to world peace. He added Tesla also told him he had learned from an intercepted extraterrestrial communication between two alien races that the aliens are fighting among each other and one race plans to colonize Earth. The rapture in the Council of Extraterrestrial Colonies is divided to aliens and a hostile alien race which no longer a member of the council will invade Earth and enslave all of us. I don't know how it could be much different what's going on now, but apparently it could. Military and intelligence agencies in the U.S. learned about what Kosanovic had said to his friend and took him under into custody for a two-week period. After he was released, he vanished. He hadn't been seen since. Now, Nikola Tesla's aliens rapture in the German UFO threat scenario are neither disregarded nor ignored by the military and intelligence community. Further investigation of the the rapture, Tesla's death ray, or the beam weapon, the German UFOs continued until 1958. It's been concluded our government's serious concerns about uh, German UFOs remains critical to the present day. Before the end of 58, President Eisenhower, secretly without telling Congress, allocated a huge budget for a top-secret project requiring the creation of a military base for the purposes of one studying and developing a charged particle beam weapon based on uh, german technology and especially the german ufos two developed a military defense strategy to face away possible alien invasion caused by the aliens rapture three exploring the possibility of entering into a final and friendly agreement with aliens to prevent any clashes with hostile aliens and four opening a dialogue with the remnants of nazi scientists and ss ufo engineers who escaped from germany after the second world war and Establishing a new center for their anti-gravity flying machines and other wonder or miracle weapons. Now, the 1958 original blueprints and specs of Eisenhower's proposed military base were used in their entirety when the military built uh, the Altec base in the Bahamas. Of course, the latest weaponry systems and the world's most advanced technology were added to the what was installed at Altec. In 1958, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, began to work on a top-secret project code named Seesaw. Phase 1 of the research started at the secret military base. Phase 2 and 3 continued at the Lawrence Livermore Laboratories. During all that time, military scientists who worked on these black projects were fully aware of Tesla's papers, including the menacing aliens' rapture and the German UFOs. In october 58 the who had access to some of tesla's alien rapture uh papers and german anti-gravity flying machines smuggled um through a double agent in washington and another major spy in istanbul turkey began to work on similar projects fortunately for all concerned nothing apparently came out of it but in november 1970 the russians that was a joint team of scientists from russia Armenia, and ukraine built their First, Tesla's beam weapon facility in the Sino-Soviet border in southern Russia. Now, you've heard me mention before a government project known as Operation Paperclip. And it was a top-secret operation. Word got out in 72, and by 73 or 74, Operation Paperclip was declassified. I was talking about it when I taught at the infantry school in '78. Uh, now, this operation was deemed necessary in recruiting Nazi scientists as authorized by none other than President Harry Truman. Now, this operate, um, According to Major General Hugh Nair, who was then the Deputy Commander of the U.S. Strategic Forces in Europe, the Germans are way ahead of us, especially in the development of weapon systems. And based on what he read, discovered in numerous files of the SS and the Luftwaffe, the allies captured in Germany, General Nair advised President Truman to round up Nazi scientists and ship them to the U.S. He also wrote two detailed reports on Germany's rockets and other identified flying objects, which he submitted to General Carl Spaz, who was a four-star at the time. Spaz said to President Truman, if we don't get the German scientists first, the Russians will. Well, the old Donovan, head of the OSS, when the president recruiting Nazi scientists was illegal. Of course, Truman was concerned, but like most presidents, certainly the one we have now, uh, he considered himself above the law. So he ordered the OSS and military intelligence units to check up on the political affiliation of these scientists and stated very clearly any German scientist who had a close house to the SS, was a member of the Nazi party, will not be recruited and sent to America. And it's said that J. Edgar Hoover did a magnificent job at investigating German scientists. Of course, he managed to uh, also change the files of those that they specifically wanted to bring here. Wernher von Braun managed to convince the president that uh, we needed those scientists, whether they were Nazis or not. And reluctantly, the president agreed, and many of the alleged criminal records of German scientists vanished from the face of the earth. So two military intelligence units and later the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency began to establish the recruitment procedures under the direct control of Captain Basquiat-Neil Vev, who was the director of the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency. In a secret memo issued April 1948 and sent to the Director of Intelligence at the Pentagon, he stated, word for word, investigation conducted by the military disclosed the fact that the majority of the German scientists the Nazi party are one or more of its affiliates. But in mid-March 1948, he wrote a letter to the State Department, which he stated the Nazis no longer should be viewed as a serious consideration from a viewpoint of national security when the far greater threat of communism is now jeopardizing the world during 48 Wiv and other high-ranking officers facilitated additional nazi scientist recruitment friendly meetings and interviews with germany's uh, leading ufo scientists such as lieutenant colonel weimar horton inventor of the horton 229 that was the said to be the ufo spotted by uh, kenneth arnold the uh Back then, everybody believed recruiting Nazi scientists and UFOs, exotic flying spacecraft, notorious uh, craft-style cannon um, experts, that was the Nazi death ray, was the right thing to do. The White House, the Pentagon, State Department were acting in the best interest of the U.S., even though the investigation revealed that 98% of those German scientists were, in fact, 100% Nazi. In addition, our administration welcomed noted Nazi spies because of their impressive knowledge of the NKVD and Stalin's regime. The most notorious Nazi spy, of course, was Reinhard Gellen. Now, there was a list prepared of Hitler's and Nazi Germany's uh, scientists who were recruited by our government, the military, as well as multimillion-dollar co- companies in the U.S. and Canada. Now this list is, this list is by no means complete, but it includes a few hundred instead of the thousands that we know exist. A list of German scientists engineers who previously worked on UFO-related projects, avionics, propulsion systems and exotic weapon systems in Germany, and later on similar project for NASA, U.S. Uh, Air Force and the US. Army. And these scientists and Hitler's Wonder Weapons and Technology experts are brought to America and Canada. Occasionally work working on UFOs, Canadian-American joint projects because of their UFO expertise in research and related fields. I know when I was in the military, one of the doctors who did um, out-processing physicals was a Romanian who was absolutely one of the most incompetent medical people I've ever met. But he had the highest clearances because he had... Uh, he had been a member of the Iron Guard in Romania, and there was laws that Congress passed that said no one from the Iron Guard could be allowed to immigrate here. But he got a pass because he had served as uh, in a number of uh, concentration camps treating uh, Nazi senior officers, so he b- became very familiar with NKVD. And, uh, in fact, he even killed... Especially the ear, nose, and throat. He even killed a couple of uh, patients by cutting the carotid artery from the inside, which I thought was impossible to do, but he did it. Um, so they put him to doing physicals, figuring he couldn't hurt anybody. When I out processed, I was on crutches, and he didn't even bother to put that in the physical. Didn't think that was important. Now blueprints and sketches, illustrations, charts, maps, photos, graphs, and. Extremely well documented archives and files and dossiers on the uh, various types and classes of UFOs and anti gravity flying machines. And experimental flying discs were captured by the U.S. and Russia after World War II. The uh, I've got a list here of several hundred um, scientists who we recruited. Um, now. Ufology has suffered enormously from false accounts, fabricated stories, exaggerated statements, childish and idiotic theories and assumptions, above all from silly explanations of ancient contemporary events. So you have to ask yourself, who's to blame for all this? Is there anyone that can be fully trusted? Um, I mean, I knew a number of Well, the dilettantes took over Roswell. It used to be a very uh, um, serious um, meeting every 4th of July. I sold a lot of books until the dilettantes dilettantes took over. And they were very upset that their trite books weren't selling. So they forbid mine from being carried in the bookstore and eventually uh, forbid me from coming. Now, let's talk about the Roswell incident for a moment. Now, some high-ranking military officers at the Pentagon fabricated false, inconsistent, contradictory, and hard-to-believe statements and stories about the crash of a hijack near Roswell. Now, this was not the position of the Department of Defense, the Air Force, or the government, but high-ranking military officers. First, they said they captured a flying saucer. Then shortly, they changed the whole story, and it was a weather balloon. And I worked for a while, and then they changed the story again when folks began to dig deeper inside the the story of the whatever crash. We were told it was a high-altitude, top-secret spying balloon from Project Mogul. It started a year after the Roswell crash. Now, these three versions, none of them are true. Military records show the U.S. military did not experiment with high-altitude spying balloons to spy on the Russian nuclear test before 1948. Besides, the crashed object was not a saucer-shaped object, but a crescent-shaped object similar to the German Hortons crescent wingless crafts. So we were lied to on every level. Now, the ufologists and their followers rushed to conclude that What crashed near Roswell was an extraterrestrial flying saucer piloted by aliens based on eyewitness accounts. According to uh, the ufologist, especially with the dilettantes leading the way, they said the UFO crashed because it was hit by lightning during a storm. Well that explanation doesn't make sense at all, most certainly the extraterrestrials from highly advanced civilizations who conquered space, infiltrated the fabric of space time and bent time, reversed the laws of physics and traveled 15 to 150 light years should know by now how to shield their spacecrafts from lightning and these highly advanced aliens who are millions of years ahead of us must have developed by now some sort of technology, a tool or an instrument to avoid electrical charges and lightning strikes. I mean, we did, and we're far behind them. So when the reasoning behind and the justification for an argument or a theory lack logic, common sense, and especially basic knowledge of facts, the theory itself and the argument itself, the explanation, the justification, all crumble. Unidentified flying object or alien saucer, if you prefer, didn't crash for that reason. Ufologist uh, scientific explanation of the crash is not scientific at all. So it shows how little they really knew about aliens' craft. According to what is known to us as the 4748 alien transcripts, the Roswell Frying Object crashed because it missed a time-space pocket. Now, what is a time-space pocket? According to the alien transcripts, alien spacecraft do not fly. They jump from one time-space pocket to another. And that's why they have sudden and sharp turns and irregular angular flight patterns and maneuverability that defies our laws of physics. These time space pockets open for a few seconds, sometimes a fraction of a second, and if the alien craft doesn't penetrate that pocket before it closes up, the craft smashes against the space time wall. This was a scientific explanation given to us by the aliens we met in 47 and 48. And this explanation was fully accepted 35 years later by quantum physics scientists who were contracted or employed by the the Army, the Air Force, CIA, NSA, DOD, and all the other alphabet agencies. Those who belonged to a group of scientists and authors and theorists who believed that all the flying saucers were or are built by German scientists during and after the collapse of the Third Reich were mistaken when they argued that uh, the flying saucer that crashed near Roswell was built by German scientists. They were mistaken because German rocket pioneers and illustrious scientists such as Dr. Oberth and Dr. von Braun, father of the American space program that put us on the moon, both confirmed in two separate secret memorandum that the crash craft was neither of German origin or based on German technology. And they ought to know better than anybody else since both have been working on flying disks in Nazi Germany. Well... Of course, the dilettantes argue that the object that crashed near Roswell was nothing but a weather balloon. Well, we all know that the, the military's version was a fabrication. They lied. December 9th, 1965, an object in the form of a fireball landed or crashed, if you prefer, in a small town of Kecksburg in Pennsylvania. And the military said, oh, it was a meteorite. don't worry about it. Canadian, Australian, and American space scientists working for the military. NASA unanimously stated on the record that what had landed or crashed was one of Nazi Germany's bell UFO types built during the Third Reich. were the German scientists who were brought into the U.S. under the umbrella of Operation Paperclip and still work for our government in various capacities and at different facilities and agencies stated very clearly the Object was indeed a very particular type of bell-flying disc, very similar to the original Nazi bell-flying, anti-gravity-flying disc, but it wasn't built during the Third Reich. It was a new version built somewhere else, possibly in a secret laboratory or military base under the control of other German scientists, the remnants of the old group of Nazi scientists outside of modern Germany. Of course, the dilettantes immediately jumped up and said, oh, it's an extraterrestrial flying saucer. Well, they were wrong, because the German scientists were familiar with the various types of German UFOs recognized the crashed object as a new version of one of their own Bell UFO anti-gravity flying disc. Then we've got the UFO sightings of Washington, D.C. in 1952. Civilian so and military radar spotted a formation of glowing circular shaped objects hovering in the sky above Washington, D.C. Ufologists immediately claimed the objects were extraterrestrial UFOs. Of course, according to top secret documents, these objects weren't extraterrestrial. They were made by German scientists at one of their secret bases in Canada, and our government knew all about it. Dr. Von Braun told President Truman, this is simply intimidation, don't worry about it. Well, April 18, 1952, the U.S. Air Force issued a secret report on the sightings of unknown spacecraft seen in the skies of the U.S. and described them as uh, dangerous. This report, which was to be kept secret for a few days, was uh, related to unknown craft spotted near Nome in Alaska. U.S. Air Force issued an order to intercept the UFOs. Less than 45 minutes later, the order was lifted when the Air Force got a communication from an intelligence agency explaining the scope and nature of the sightings. Insider alleged the UFOs flew directly uh, from a no-fly zone in Canada and hovered for three minutes over a Canadian air Base in North Bay, Ontario, en route to Washington, D.C. Commander of the Canadian Airfo- uh, Air Base in North Bay informed the intelligence agency that a Eight German UFOs flew over his base and were headed toward uh, Washington. Furthermore, the commander advised the intelligence agency not to intercept the German spacecraft, and this warning was transmitted to the Air Force and the Pentagon and the White House. Intelligence agency explained to President Truman the German flying saucers weren't jeopardizing national security. There was no reason to worry. Instead, the agency informed Truman that the German flying saucers would be displaying a toured de force over Washington, D.C. Truman asked the intelligence agency, Should we prepare a statement? And he was told, Nope, we will handle it. According to reporter Joan Hollaban, naval veteran with seven years' service at sea, now employed as a civilian by the North um, Bay um, Royal Canadian Air Force Station, accustomed to the sight of planes and weapons, declared today he had seen something like nothing ever saw before. Truman wasn't fully convinced and satisfied, as sightings uh, began to intensify, he sought the opinion of Dr. Von Braun, uh, who commented on the sightings uh, by saying, Mr. President, this is simply intimidation, nothing to worry about, we're working on it. Some insiders have also said, Von Braun also told the President, we know who they are. Nothing to worry about, we know how to deal with it, simply a matter of intimidation. I know this type of spacecraft, we know how to deal with it. Dr. Edward Teller, who was the father of the H-bomb, I made a comment that was slightly different. And he said, Mr. President, it's only harassment, that's all. Um, simply put, executive decision makers, national security and intel top echelon knew they were German UFOs and they knew what they were capable of and where they came from. President Truman asked uh, John Steelman, then assistant to the president, to prepare a statement for the press. But on listening to General Bradley, he was Army Chief of Staff and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, President Truman changed his mind. July 20, 1952, 1240 a.m., the CAA Radar Washington, D.C. Traffic Control Center registered on its screen eight unidentified objects near Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland, flying at a speed ranging from 100 to 130 miles an hour. 1 p.m., the... Radar blips vanished from the screen. Two minutes later, they were spotted over Washington, D.C. Well, for reasons that are, have never been explained at that critical moment, neither the CIA nor the NSA got a reading, chart, report, graph, or printout of the what those radars spotted. July 26th, in 9.08 in the morning, 12 German UFOs were spotted over Washington, D.C. and were caught by uh, CIA radar. Two jets tried to intercept, and failed. July 29th, the mysterious craft reappeared again over Washington, flying at a speed of 100 miles per hour. White House got full report on the sightings from Henry Bar- oh, excuse me, Harry Barnes, senior controller at uh, CAA. Another report came from uh, Washington's uh, National Airport, indicating the unidentified spacecraft uh, flew at an astonishing speed of 7,200 miles an hour. No action was taken the president read the reports and soon after they vanished from the face of the earth nowhere to be found as the report showed and in virtue of the statements of dr. von Braun and dr. Teller the UFOs over Washington DC were not extraterrestrials but ufologists and conspiracy theorists kept uh, on insisting they were of extraterrestrial organs uh, origins among their rank of the uh, shall we say, ufologist. There's more than one Adamski Back then, unfortunately, we didn't have persistent, inquisitive, distinguished, and flamboyant journalists and authors like Clyde Lewis or Art Bell or Bell Burns or Dr. Lynn Keitel uh, to make waves and the big buzz. In the forties and fifties, the government's word was the gospel truth. And the candid public would believe that pink elephants could fly should the government have said so. And we still have the mainstream media with that attitude today. Now after this, it wasn't the CIA or any other intelligence or national security agency that put a heavy lid on the affair, but it was the President of the United States himself. In fact, at one time, Walter Bedell Smith, who was at the head of the CIA, advised Truman to release some sort of statement to satisfy the curiosity of the press and concerned groups. Now, the CIA also had access to top-secret German files on um, all these projects. And vital information on multiple German anti-gravity flying disks, long list before the, uh, long, long before the Roswell incident occurred with General Curtis LeMay and Roger Maxwell Ramey and General Arthur Gilbert Trudeau. They knew everything about the UFOs, but nobody was talking. Public don't have a right to know, in spite of what the media says. You just claim that the uh, Czalopka's circular construction in Poland, um, where the Germans. Uh, Bell ufo was tested in 1942 were used by german scientists to test a lot of secret weapons two german engineers on the parallel on nasa who worked for albert Speer, hitler's architect minister of armaments and war production for the third reich as well as joseph andreas Epp, who worked on the shriver homo project at prague and other similar anti-gravity flying disc in breslau and dresden told officers of the united states military intelligence in europe that these constructions were never used the test flying saucers or flying disks in Poland. They were part of a series of cooling towers. Now, Epp tried to sell his services to the U.S., um, but he was turned down because everyone that he was trying to impress with his knowledge already knew What the truth was about those uh, circular structures. The waves of UFO sightings that began in October of 1896 when Ms. Hegstrom, a resident of San Francisco, spotted a glowing object moving in the sky near her house. Then on November 1st, that uh, 1896, another person told a newspaper reporter he saw an airship flying over Bolinas Bridge. November 17th, Hundreds of Californians spotted a bright light flying at low speed over dispersed areas at an altitude of three or 400 feet. November 20th, thousands of people witnessed what they call flying balls of fire in airships and cigar-shaped craft flying over Oakland, Twin Peaks, and missionaries. And some claimed to have had contacts with the pilots. April of 1897, UFO sighting waves invaded almost the whole country. I mean... No matter what anybody says, this actually happened, and it can't be denied. The evidence is too solid. Extensive articles on these sightings appeared in the New York World, April seventh, eighteen ninety seven, in the New York Sun, April third, eighteen ninety seven, New York Times, Chicago Times, the New York Herald, April fifteenth, eighteen ninety seven. The problem is what the the dilettantes, the ufologists said about these sightings. Ufologists claim that what people saw in the sky of 1896 and 1897 are extraterrestrial UFOs piloted by aliens. Evidence seems to support the fact they were wrong. They argue back then no airships of any kind or any kind of spacecraft was built or was man-made. simply because We didn't have the technology of spaceflight at that time. Well, little did they know In 1852, several types of craft were built in Europe. In 1894, 95, 96, um, American entrepreneurs, businessmen, and pilots began to build their own flying craft. They kept them shrouded in secrecy so competitors and business entrepreneurs wouldn't know about it. In early 1852, French Henry Giffard built the world's first three-horsepower steam engine airship. In other words, it was a mechanical flying machine. September 24, 1852, Giffard flew his craft from Paris to Trappes at an approximate speed of eight kilometers per hour. 1853, Sir George Cayley created the world's first airplane model and flew an airship at a speed of six kilometers per hour. In Fact: In uh, 1809, um, he wrote mathematical formula for space-powered, fl- space-powered flights and established technical data pertaining to drag and thrust. 1872, German flyer Paul Heinlein flew his airship that at a higher speed and at a higher altitude and took Europe by storm. 1883, French engineers and pilots Gaston Tissandier and Albert Tissandier built the world's first flying machine powered by an electric engine. The Moteur Electrique. 1884, French Charles Renard and Arthur Krebs. Built and flew La France, an airship powered with an electric motor and an approximate speed of 23 kilometers per hour. 1894, Australian Lawrence Hargrave invented a motorized kite plane. that lifted a load of 208 pounds. 1897, German engineer David Swartz built a revolutionary airship powered with a gasoline engine. 1898, Brazilian French aristocrat Alberto Santos Dumont flew a gas-powered dirigible from St. Cloud to the Alpha Tower, and back to St. Cloud. He was the world's first pilot entrepreneur to charter regular passenger flights with his airship, which he called the number nine dirigible. Austrian-German Otto Lilienthal, nicknamed the Birdman of Berlin, had to his credit over 2,000 flights. But unfortunately, his career ended in 1896 when he had a fatal crash. The long and the short of it is that flight has been around a lot longer than the want to admit, and let's not to forget the American entrepreneurial spirit. During the Civil, American Civil War, Solomon Andrews built an airship and flew short distances. In eighteen sixty-nine, British-American Frederick Marriott developed a model for transcontinental travel. July second, eighteen 1869, the 37-foot-long hydrogen-filled balloon, Aviator, powered with a steam engine and propellers mounted on its two wings, flew and became America's first controlled control flight aircraft. San Francisco mechanics fared the Aviator flew seven days a week and transported thousands of spectators. 1889, in Chicago, French-born Octave Chanute wrote Progress in Flying Machines, which was considered... Uh, the world's most authoritative aviation technical reference manual 1891 the Smithsonian Institution published experiments in aerodynamics 1895 Cornell University granted bachelor of science degrees in aeronautics that same year the aeronautical annual on flying machines was first published August 11th 1896 Charles Abbott Smith got a patent number 565805 for his airship April 20th, 1897, Henry Heinz got a patent, number 580941, for his airship. So the long and the short of it is, there's a whole lot more going on than anybody uh, has been willing to admit. And when we had these crashes that were um, allegedly alien, quite often they weren't. They were actually, uh, for example, the German UFOs. uh, They reverse engineered a craft that crashed on Spitzenberg Island. Well, on that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow and talk more about uh, German UFOs. Until then, this is Ken Hodno for the Ken Hodno Show saying have a truly great evening.